Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hello and welcome to Shrine Podcast presents The Traitors. I'm Rebecca. I'm Brendan. I'm Hannah. And we are halfway through season two of The Traitors. It is the gift that keeps on giving. Last night, we were treated to more bluffing, backstabbing and treachery. Contestants were sent grave digging to try and add money to the prize pot. But it was Paul who later slipped in front of Jazz and he started digging his own grave and uh, potentially Harry's as well. I'm obsessed with the tweet that I saw this morning from someone on X called Mrs. Griff, renaming Jazz to Jazzatha Chris. <laughs> I was like, epic, epic. Um, in the challenge, Miles was giving Homer Simpson in a bush. Anthony and Diane was. were giving everything they've got. They killed it. But it was Ant who was two on the money and he was later banished. The traitors were tasked with a secret mission to murder in plain sight. And after finally finding a poisoned chalice, uh, poisoned chalice hidden in that book, it was shoved beside um, Macbeth, wasn't it? Yes, it was. It was Macbeth and Othello and one other one. Fair is foul and foul is fair. Well, Miles turned that water into wine and uh, mm-hmm. I should say fizzy rosé to be exact. And he served Diane with a sip of death. But will our queen have a resurrection? That's the question we all want answered. Brendan has got your thoughts and theories in a bit. And uh, Hannah is here with your recap. First, so guys, how are we? Oh, all good. I love a little Saturday morning record. And like, just to like be right on theme, I was listening to Claudia Winkleman on BBC Radio 2 just before we started. It was a really nice start to the morning. It's Claudia's husband's birthday today, by the way. So happy birthday to that man. Happy birthday to Claudia's Happy birthday. Husband. What's his name? Do we know? I, I, Dermot O'Leary said it really quickly. I missed it. But Claudia said she's had nine slices of cake and her husband has had none. Glass, glass. Um, does Claudia say anything about the traitors on the show? She didn't this morning, but she doesn't normally does chat about it. And I'm wondering. So she announced, I think it was before Christmas, she announced that she is leaving her Radio 2 show, right? So I'm wondering if The Traitors is going to become like more of a thing, as in we might get more than one series a year. Potentially, maybe, and I know this divides people's opinions, but maybe a celebrity version. I just wonder why she's stepping away from the radio. Is it to dedicate more time to The Traitors? Um, and I also I think hope, that I hope so I hope so too and do you know what I initially said when we discussed the whole celeb series I was like nah not for me I actually I would like to watch one I'd love to see one I'd love to see a celebrity season of yeah. The Traitors I know Celebrity Big Brother is coming back and you know that's always good but there's something yeah. different about The Traitors sometimes people just don't get their hands dirty on their shows and we want to see no. we want to see them lying and deceiving yeah. and all that jazz it exactly. would be brilliant to see a celebrity version and I'm thinking that Claudia is probably going to, so I think she's due to finish in like fe- end, of Mar- or sorry, end of January, February time. So I wonder, will she finish on her, la- her last radio show be the show where she has the finalists in? Do you remember like she did it last year? Oh, that'd be all those. So that'd be a really nice way for her to finish. Absolutely. Um, and uh, Hannah, quick question. Any update on the red clamped car? No, but it is my job for next week. Um, and I, I just to give context to this, um, I'm pregnant. We announced that a couple of weeks ago. Also renovating a house. Two things I would like strongly recommend you do with at least five years in between. Um, Fair. Fair. I just had I to jump off the podcast there. In between. Uh, five years to answer the phone to a Tyler who wants to leave, but he needs to let the carpenter in and he can't leave. Until... I'm up Is this to my here, gynecologist so... or my grouter? I don't know. 
at this stage, Brendan, <laughs> you would know. So, uh, no, that's on my list for next week. We've a nice gap. I'll ring them back. We did try and ring them yesterday, but they didn't answer again. So I need to drop in and I need to find the physical time to do that. So that is just, everyone's going to have to hold their breath over the weekend and we'll have an update for next week. You're going to have to do a desk drop detective, do you know? I think I'm going to have to desk mm. drop detective into the business and just figure it out, which I'm willing to do. At You're this going to be like Kirsten Longacre going in pregnant, risking life and limb. Brendan, this is it. I'm me telling the woman to stay at home and I'm off doing my own investigation. So yes, yeah, and we that's never take week. our own advice, do we? No, but we're actually moving house on Friday. So I only have, I have six more days driving past this car. So we do really need to ramp up the investigation. So leave it with me, guys. Oh my God. Okay. okay, well, we're really excited to hear all on Wednesday's podcast. Hannah, fair play to you up the walls, but I think you're going to solve some sort walls. of murder in the meantime as well. <laughs> Busy week for you. And you also have done the recap for last night's episode. Take it away, bitch. Thanks so much. So we opened with a gorgeous cover of The Verb. There were a few fabulous covers last night now and I'm just really impressed by the music budget that they've got this season. Um, It's breakfast then and everyone arrives in. Charlie says actually now that Ross controls the narrative at the round table and that's given her a bit of a question mark over him. So he's kind of coming to the forefront as a bit of a dominant voice and you know when that happens you're in the spotlight and it's trouble baby. Okay so Ross hopes um, Diane hasn't been murdered obviously because that's his own mother um, and he actually tells Charlie that he's getting to know her but at the, st- at the start he thought she was actually quite stern and horrible <laughs> I love that he said that he's like I thought she was quite stern and nasty at the start but I'm warming to her I was like that's your yeah, own mother screaming Ta-da, guys mother they're, so, guys, Diane, they're literally beside each other constantly. Last all night the episode, time. every time I saw yeah. them the two of them are joined at the hip I was like separate please yeah, I'm kind of excited for the reveal though. So we get Diane, Harry and Anthony in the door and we find out then that Tracy is gone. Wonder did she see that Tracy. coming? <laughs> so their reasoning for getting rid of Tracy then we see is that she can't be linked back to any of them. They basically picked her because she's flying under the radar and it's just really going to confuse everyone, which did it kind she, of does. Did she say here that she thinks she was picked because she's clairvoyant? She did, Rebecca, she said, and I actually have the quote, um, this is what I get for seeing people's auras and being psychic. And Woman, you couldn't even said, tell someone's star sign pet. She, do you know what I mean? She didn't see her own murder. No. In Tracy's defence, sometimes Here people we have, you know, like a rising sign or they might be on the cusp <laughs> or whatever. So listen, she did sniff Ash out. So I actually, I think now Tracy does be seeing the auras. Do you know what? She might have seen a lot of auras off camera. Um, we didn't get to see much of that on camera. It's a very old um, castle. Yeah, but she's she she has gone. She also said she was going to be. She was like, "Look, I was about to be really helpful to the traders." So we obviously just didn't get to see full trace. Well, you, you could know, have been that's, helpful earlier, love. <laughs> Yeah, well, just that's on us. Um, So Diane and Ross are sitting beside each other at the breakfast and Diane then says in a talking head uh, section that she's very suspicious about how she keeps getting saved. And I mean, she's starting to turn against her own I son. I loved that. And I'm here for it. Yeah. Um, so Zach then tells Anthony, we're still at breakfast, that the traitors got rid of Tracy because she was suspicious of him. Anthony, who loves the chess move, thinks that's very clever and how they might use that murder to sort of put the spotlight on Anthony for a potential banishment. We call that two birds, one stone. So uh, Claudia then arrives to give the group a very stern and very camp talking to and she tells them then that the mission will be that night and reminds them that the current faithful to traitor ratio is seven to one. It is not looking good. Not great for... odds, no. No, no the odds are actually through. so bad that I'm like, like I, w- I need to speak to what's like a person that does odds. There's like a long word for that person that oh, has that Oh, 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 not somebody an who actuary? works an actuary. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. God, I I'm shocked that came out of my face. Um, an actuary, because I'm like, are the odds actually so bad against them that they are, like, are they, they, they have to have got more traders. But at I this guess point, from the start, right? Say. So you've 22 people and only three. I know we'd four for a time, but like it's three. You've got to find three out of 22. I don't even know why I'm starting the sentence because I can't do any maths. But like there's oh, 22 yeah, but what, people and only three of them. 
I, and three I'm times seven guys. is twenty-one. So does that make sense? Seven guys, to the one. The faithful then? are not doing a good job this season. That's just no. it. That's they're being played like fiddles by Paul. Yeah, but yeah. Also, the faithful are really not doing a good job because I don't think that the traitors are doing a good job either. They're all walking around, banging into each yeah, other. Yeah, but they're still in there. Mm. We'd love an actuary uh, to send us a voice note. So we get a break off group then because uh, everyone just has a free afternoon. So Anthony then reveals that he's looking at Zach 100%. And I'm a little bit let down by Anthony because he was the one I was most excited about. And he's just looking in the wrong direction. Harry can't believe that he's getting away with murder. And I don't think any of us can either because he's probably playing the best game in there at this point. No one is looking he is. at him. Yeah. But guys, Paul's already planting seeds. Like Paul wants that money off for himself. He's already planted seeds. Well, he slipped up with Jazz and then he's planted mm. seeds about miles after the mission as well. I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah. That man is busy. Chris Jenner works hard, but Paul works harder. <laughs> I agree with you. I think Miles is in danger, girl. He, so I thought Miles get- was playing an amazing game until the mission in this episode. Like it, he had done like- it perfectly up until that point. The man just didn't want to run, and that's just it. That was his prerogative. It's absolutely not reminding me of being a traitor or faithful. He reminded me of myself <laughs> in secondary school when PE was on. Yeah. I mean, I came up with every excuse under the sun. I was oh, like, I had I a gammy toe every week, not a hope. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we'll get into it. But at the start, I thought it was really clever. And then I actually realised everyone that was running around was fuming with him. And I was like, oh, shit. Um, okay, so in another break off group, they're looking at Andrew. And Ross says that they're giving the traders way too much credit. So they're trying to sort of think two steps ahead when the traders are kind of winging it, which I agree with. And Ross is uh, becoming a very interesting player for me indeed. Diane is also going to go for Andrew. I wanted to ask you guys what you think about this, right? Mm. But why do they always focus on one person? They're always only thinking about Andrew. They're not thinking about, now, Andrew, but I see him talking to Zach a lot. So what if we go for, like, they're just. I'd say it's probably the edit. It's too much. There's 24 hours of conversations to cut down into one episode. And I'd say, like, the producers are probably like, okay, so for this episode, we're going to focus on the conversation surrounding this person. It's not that that's what everyone was focusing on that day. But they're like, let's just focus on the Andrew conversation today. Let's focus on the Diane conversation tomorrow. I'd say otherwise, if you were talking about 22 people in 58 minutes, you'd be like, huh? I don't Especially, know. you know, like Johnny last episode, it kind of did seem like that whole thing came out of nowhere, but yeah. probably that conversation had happened loads, but then they just focused on it. You know, you kind of always, not in a bad way, they had to fit in a reaction to being murdered at the breakfast. Then they had to fit in a mission. And then, like, you know, a conversation and banishment, you know, into an hour every night. I think we just don't see half of it. Yeah, no, or I think you're more. right. Uh, no, I totally agree. You guys, thanks. Cleared that up for me. Um, okay, it's nighttime mission time and we are off to the Traitors Cemetery. There's 10k on the line. So the contestants need to use tools scattered around a very smoky graveyard to dig for gold. One grave has a shield in it. Some graves have more gold than others. And then they need to deposit their gold in Claudia's wheelbarrow. However, the twist is they must avoid being caught in the security spotlights, which are shining all over the grave. And and they have 15 minutes to do it. So Charlie, Andrew, Molly and Jazz are caught out quite quickly. Miles, who couldn't understand why everyone <laughs> saw him as a leader in the last mission, led this mission by guiding people away from the, the light. woman in the window. And I had written this before people on the ground started to turn against him. Harry and Paul were basically like, this isn't helpful at all. And he's clearly not ours with the task. So like, I think like faithfuls are going to think like, oh, like he's just not arsed. The two traders that he needs to keep on side are sick of him and we know when they turn against you, they'll get you out. Yeah. Um and Paul then said it was making it a bit obvious that he was a traitor and didn't care about being a traitor. <laughs> he's just so like, Man, it was a- I'm not gonna get killed, I'm not arsed. Like, did he think challenge. that he was genuinely being helpful, I wonder? Like did he I actually think, think so. that it was a, a helpful thing to do? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Like why else would he join him? Yeah. Was he just honestly that like surely even if you're not that arsed, um, you would still attempt 
Um, okay, right, so I fell asleep Diane... for the whole challenge last night and I keep seeing loads of tweets from people. <laughs> you were like, that meme. Every time the mission comes on, I'm like, fancy a cuppa? You know, like the amount of memes about people just switching off when the missions are on. It's really because you do get some insights into people, but I fell asleep and I tell yeah, you, you were the Bet Lynch up, meme. I literally was resurrected Evanescence, <laughs> bring me to life the second the round table started. It was like my body knew. I was screaming. I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> well, you have rewatched it just for clarity. Oh God, you know I went back and did that this morning. I had yeah, to go and just rewatch the grave challenge, and then that's when I realised that that uh, Miles had hadn't done anything yeah. until the yeah, until the there was I think seven minutes to go or something, and he was like, "All right, here I'll start. I'll I'll do a lap." And sort of in complete opposite to Miles, Diane was flying around, tiny oh little God. woman. I, was I wonder so was impressed. she a sports teacher. Oh, she was some Maybe. better. She done the PE on the side. She Do you know was what, guys? I, I thought about this with Diane potentially gone now and with Anthony banished as well. Like, they're not going to win as much money in the challenges. Like, they're getting yeah. rid of the people who are really giving their all in the in the challenges. There's so yeah, many like, layers Johnny within Johnny was layers. winning them so much money. So much money. Yeah. So, it's a, it is a shame. said. Anthony said it and he was good in the challenges as well. Harry said it in the last episode. He's like, we do keep getting rid of really good faithfuls. And I think Harry's clever because he'll look at getting really getting rid of good faithfuls as a negative for him because he needs them to win money in the challenges as well. Mm. Um, and they've got rid of a lot of like physically strong and fit people. Um, okay, so Ant and Zach, uh, two frenemies, are the last two people that remain in the challenge when everyone else has been kicked out by the lights. Um, Jasmine grabbed another shield. Good for her. Go girl. Um, Harry, Andrew, Paul and Ant. So this is when they're coming back in the cars, which for the people that skip the missions, these bits are good because you do get a lot of intel and insight about what people are thinking going into the round table. So that Jeep is just bitching about miles to the high heavens. Um, and Zach and Anthony sort of reveal that they're going to go for each other over the round table, which is lit. Uh, later, when they're back in the castle, Zach goes to Yasmin with his worries that everyone is going for him. And she's like, look, I've got you, but people are going to go for you because you have really wild theories and you're really like spreading your thoughts um, throughout the castle. They so, seem quite close, like they have done yeah. for a while. Yeah. It's a shame that I suppose maybe maybe Zach and Anthony personality wise, maybe they're they are quite similar. It's just a shame that they didn't join forces because they could have taken yeah, down. Yeah, they just clashed. Know, they just clashed, yeah. Yeah. Which I'd is a love shame. to see more more people join forces, but as you said, we just don't get to see it in the edit. Yeah. Um, do you know what I mean? Okay, so it's round table time. The red gloves are back. Claudia walks in. We've got 49,000 and 50 pounds in the prize pot. It's huge. So Charlie kicks things off and starts questioning Ross over voting for Johnny. Okay. Harry is going for Zach and Ross rows in with him. Diane is going to go for Andrew and Charlotte agrees. And Jazz is going for Paul. Second night in a row, he's going out on his own for Mr. Popular. He's backing himself and I'm here for it. We actually mm. got quite a big Jazz episode, so I'm thrilled for the man. Jasmine says that Anthony has changed from the first day. They're obsessed. I don't know. He was obviously a different man on the train platform. Um, but I saw a brilliant tweet that people need to remember, and we might have it coming up later, that like he is a chess coach. Like He is going to get in there and be different because the game has started. Yeah, but like, I think totally everyone's going to be different because the game has started. Like everyone, yeah. you're on the train platform, you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm in season two of like the fucking biggest yeah. TV show. So excited. Choo, choo, choo. Harry Potter land. Then you get there. Then shit gets real. Everyone's demeanor is going to change. Of course. Like, exactly. Of course. Yeah. Mm. Choo, choo, choo. This is it. Um, okay, so Anthony is very sassy in his defense of himself and he keeps saying eight one down. And I mean, the man isn't wrong. No. And this is the kind of like um, this plea that we've been asking for to, for people to do it a bit stronger and just be like, if you get rid of me, you're getting rid of a faithful eight one vote. down. Yeah. Yeah, loved it. But look, people find him confusing. Now, what I thought was fascinating about this round table is that Harry supports Anthony I think he's a little genius so when Anthony is like look you're going to get rid of a faithful you're going to be eight one down obviously it's really easy for Harry to go right I'm going to write Ant down on my my plaque and get him out the door but he comes in and he's like look guys I think you're wrong we need to look somewhere else very clever mm. 
Yeah, it's good. He's he's not too desperate to just get rid of that person. He already knew he was going, though, I think. I think he was like, right, everyone's going to vote for him. I'm going to plant the seed for the next person. Who did Harry vote for? Andrew, um, Do I have it written I down? I can't remember Well, who he, he didn't for. go for Ant, so he mm. must have gone for Andrew. I I don't think I have it, but um, maybe someone can remind me. Okay, so it's time to vote. We've got a few upside down slates. I mean, we love to see them. Um, the votes are mostly split between Anthony... Andrew and Zach. Now, in complete opposition to what Harry's just done, Paul votes for Jazz. And the only reason he does it is because Jazz has voted for Paul. And it's like, just row in behind everyone else mm. and go with someone popular. Like, why? It's so petty. Mm. Um, Charlie goes for Ross. Anthony gets the majority of the votes and he's fuming. Uh, Ross talks about wanting to observe more. So he was actually quieter at this round table. And I think that's after the comment Charlie made at the breakfast about him being quite, um, Mm. quite vocal. Anthony really doesn't take it well. Like when Jasmine like turns her slate around and she's like, Anthony, he rolls his eyes. And she's like, yeah, mature mate. (laughs) Oh, there was high drama and I absolutely (laughs) loved it. So Anthony is banished. They're wrong again. It is indeed 8-1 down. Then Harry does this other genius move where he just announces that like, guys, I just really don't feel like we're a team anymore and like yeah. I didn't want to banish Anthony. And then Charlotte's like, sorry. Charlotte apologises to him. Yeah, I thought She's it was like, very, a very sly move. Yeah. It's so, so good. Um, we then later see Paul confront Jazz for rallying votes against him. And we really see the cult leader at work. He's like, look, Paul, me and just... you, we need to team up here. You're going to fuck mm. it up if you vote for me. And he's got him cornered into a corner. I think and he Jazz tried too like, hard, though. He should have taken a breath after the round table. He has his back up too much. He went over and then he started spilling out. Oh, Harry told me that you said this. And I was like, Paul, you're... Yeah. This is the first time we've seen him make... I know with the dungeon situation, him inserting himself in, but this is a boo-boo. Like he did not mean to... He doesn't realise how smart Jazz is. He's underestimating him. Yeah, Jazz is onto him. Like like, this has like doubly confirmed it for Jazz now. But Jazz is now playing Paul twice as much as Paul is playing Jazz. Yeah, Jazz is honestly my favourite at the moment because I'm like, yes, hashtag the Paul downfall. I'm just not a fan. Um, Okay, so this then results in Jazz being a little bit suspicious of Harry because he's like, why did I tell Harry something in confidence that Paul now knows? And he's just connecting it all together. And he's I'm like, like, when did yes, they talk Jazz. about that too? Like, because he, he was saying that to Harry at the very end of the night as well. So I'm like the cleverest. Mm. The cleverest thing Harry could have done is rewind to like just after Jazz spoke to him. I think it was the last episode in the kitchen when he was like, "If I get murdered tonight, it's Paul." Harry went back to Traitor's Tourist Tower, whatever it's called, and said to Paul, "Oh, if we murder Jazz, he thinks it's because you're a traitor." Harry didn't need to say that. He could have just been like, "Oh, I think we should vote for Jazz, murder Jazz, have Paul banished at the next round table." See, Harry wants Paul with him till the end. Mm. And then he's going to fuck him under the yeah, bus. Yeah, he will. He I needs think. him there for a bit longer, I think. Yeah, because, okay. yeah, yeah. For But, but true, like that. It, Jazz is on to both of them now. Mm. And uh, it's, it, I really hope that they don't. I, I think we know that it's not going to be because of the Chalice situation. I really hope Jazz can try and find certain bonds in there to, to spread the message. But um, it's hard because... I don't know who he's close to and the bigger personalities are all are all going so it's yeah. hard to know I think Harry will use Paul to kick Miles out and then he'll he'll turn on Paul himself mm. um okay so we see a Diana's mother moment where she kind of sits <laughs> she kind of sits Jazz and Paul down and she's like no we'll have no more voting for each other we're just going to get on and apologise to each other and we're not voting for each other anymore she was really said, giving yes. me you know when you get on an Aer Lingus flight and there's the one <laughs> mammy of the cabin crew and she was even dressed in like her Aer Lingus green and I was like oh I want a little Aer Lingus mammy hug from Diane tonight and it was that little yeah. talk of like no more voting for each other now guys okay chicken just or beef stop it yeah. Remember when we were flying back from New York and I got in trouble with the Aer Lingus mammy, well, Brendan? Yeah. You got in... pulled to the side and I was like, oh, what's going on here? It's like, you're one of special privileges. And then she came off the plane. She's like, you'll never guess what you one just said to me. I was put behind a curtain in business class and I got a stern, I got a Diane talking you down did. to you. So you that did. Was, and honestly, I was shook 
was seven o'clock in the morning. It was nine o'clock somewhere else. It was awful. Me and my cheesecakes. Okay, so we then get this sort of moment from Jazz where he reveals his, um, I don't want to say sob story because that's really diminishing, but just a sad thing that's happened in his life. So yeah. basically his dad had a whole other family. And he was actually, not only did he have other children, he had grandchildren. And by the sounds of it, Jazz and his family only found out very recently. Mm. So he's kind of talking about how he knows how it feels to be um, let down and turned against like that. And he's really going through that. And he wants to use the prize money to help build his family back up a little bit into a stronger unit. So I'm so team Jazz. I thought that was very nice to share and very personal. Um, I'm glad we got to learn more about Jazz and also he's like, I can spot a liar. You know, Mm. Paul is Mr. Charming. He's been really nice and he's like, I'm not, I'm not buying it with him. Um, Yeah, it's great to learn more about Jazz and um, it's, because I do still feel like there's quite a few contestants in there that we don't really know anything about. Yeah, totally. Yeah, exactly. And they were obviously all cast for a reason and they all bring something to the table. And as you said, Jazz has now dealt with like someone who lied to him for years in a very intrinsic way. So he can sniff that out. Um, And he also said that his dad was his hero. Mm. So, you know, while Paul is like very popular among the castle, that's not a reason not to look at someone, I think, as well. Um, it just struck me at this point how late it must be because they did a nighttime mission. I think, Brendan, you said they film in September. So, like, the sun's not set until 10 o'clock. Mm. And then they've got to do their mission. They've got to get back. They've to do an hour and a half around table and then sitting around talking. It's honestly three o'clock in the morning. So, yeah. no wonder everyone's feeling a bit delicate and re- revealing some home truths. So... Harry, um, and they still have a sort of another side mission to do. Honestly, they must have been up all night. So Harry goes into the murdering room and he gets an envelope. And then all of the rest of the traders do as well. And they're like, excuse me, they've got a secret mission. They've got a murder in plain sight. They've got to decide with with their fellow traders, without giving it away, which victim they're going to hand the poison chalice to the poison chalice also needs to be recovered it's hidden inside one of three Shakespeare books in the library um, then we get a shocking revelation from Diane that there's no wine left and Miles and Paul <laughs> that'd be um, me I'm like there's oh, no wine left guys and me someone gets up to get a drink and she's like well there's no wine left and Paul's like I literally got my water bottle but Diane Miles. was like it's probably for the best <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, okay so I look we'll obviously see how the mission plays out tomorrow night, but I thought it was a shit show. Miles and Paul literally run out the front oh, door no, down guys. to the fire pit. No, guys, they were how flailing. did Noah not see them? They were flailing. They were having a chat away from everyone, the three of them at the fire pit. Literally looked like a cauldron. They might as well be casting spells. Yeah, it was yeah, ridiculous. And they I were, couldn't agree more. They looked really shady. They could have, if they wanted to just have, a, you know, a conversation as three people hanging out as contestants and not as traitors, they could have like done it even more obviously. Like, yeah. d- d- like the way they scarred Harpered to the the fire pit and kept one stood up, Miles stood up looking, checking behind their backs. They just made it really it was, obvious. It was so stupid. I would have literally say with us three guys, my dream. I'd have literally been like, "Who's everyone voting for this? What are you thinking in the next round table?" And then yeah. wink towards I one. I think and that, that would have been our victim decided. I think I would have got then, someone to fake cry. And then look like we were comforting them and they've the pressure's got to them. They've had too much. Harry's still emotional. Snuggle, snuggle. Go in there now and get the fucking thing out of the book there. Get the it? fucking thing out of the fucking Sorry, you line. say yeah. that you wouldn't be a good traitor. Jesus Christ. I Here's be. me just having some sort of stroke. In the, I told you I'd be fucked out because I'd be like... <laughs> and then I would have done, I think about this well now, mm. in the library, I would have been like, guys, to everyone... Come on, we all just go sit in the library for somewhere different. And I would have just been perusing through the books now. And then I would have clocked it. And then I would have said, anyone want a bit of fresh air? And then I would have nodded to you, Brandon. And you would have gone back in and got it. Not fucking keep sketch at the door. The tree traitors the in the library. Where is the open. Would you stop? Where is the book? They're in there for 40 minutes. Paul running in oh, there. Oh, can you like, help oh. me find my water bottle? Wink, wink. Like, what? <laughs> No, I was appalled. Actually, appalled. No, pun in- no pun intended. Title of the intended. episode, <laughs> appalled. Yeah, Excellent. that actually Thank you. nailed it. Um, okay, so, so Zach is suspicious. I mean, Kel Surprise, the fucking like owl in the castle is suspicious. You're one with the... Ooh, for the- ooh. 
Yeah, exactly. So the um, fringe is suspicious. The fringe, <laughs> the, the fringe on the the deer's head is suspicious. Uh, we did get a gorgeous cover of that girl as poison, though, as they find the chalice and. Uh, Miles has been chosen as the one to hand it over because, quote, he's been drinking wine all night. (laughs) So so he's in the kitchen pouring (laughs) drinks. And we see him. There's no wine left, as Diana names earlier, but there is a fizzy rosé. And we see him pour that shite into that glass and hand it to Diane. And I thought it was all done for. But we don't see her drink it. And it cuts and we're all waiting on a cliffhanger until next Wednesday. Oh my god, oh. Hannah! Thank you for that recap, wow, guys. Just god. really quickly, what what rosé did you think it was, Brendan? You're a real wine expert. What oh, rosé was that? It looks like that kind of mottled glass. Now I'm not going yeah. to be offensive. Definitely a... It's a cheap rosé. It's a cheapo. Guys. It's not. It doesn't cost oh, no. much. That's no. on the club card in Tesco now, and I know exactly. Yeah, the I know one. the, the one. It's, yeah, it's kind it, of like the bottle yeah. has crisscrosses. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Oh, That's the one. I'd keep that as a candle holder and then you're like, no, do you know what? This is three ninety nine. You get it on I the club card now. Take my points. I don't mind. Um, Absolutely. Okay. We're going to have your thoughts and theories in a second, but what do we think? Well, quickly first, oh, we yeah, got go a coming on. soon. We got a coming soon. So we actually see an incredible look from Claudia. They're going to do this. I think it's like a Victorian style funeral uh, where they've got like the black horses and she's got this like 1940s style, which obviously isn't Victorian. Yeah, era, the but, like, drama of that. Yeah, clip. it looks stunning. And like, I think she's kind of in a, like it just looks deadly. Um, we then see tears and drama around the round table. We see uh, Paul lying down into a coffin and... We're halfway there, guys, and we've still got loads to come. So that was an exciting look. What do you guys think? That the the, the flash forward to like the funeral kind of scene was sort of similar to... Do you remember last year when they walked into the little chapel and all the masked faces turned around? We got the it reveal that Kieran was there. And yeah. who was the other person? I can't remember his name. Um, I'm wondering will we get... Yeah, I can't remember yeah. his name though. But they both I wonder will we get any of um, season one's cast as part of the funeral cortege. I just love a little nod, like just to see like Meryl and Wilf like stood there. We're like Tracy and yeah. Sonia. Yeah, that fab. would be amazing. So did you notice, and I don't know like if how the timeline works out here, but the whole idea was that the person had to drink from the chalice before midnight. But I think the bell was ringing. So were they too late? We don't know. And I, I think that might have been inserted in for dramatic purposes. Maybe. Or perhaps did they not do it in time? And then are the traitors going to be reprimanded for them not completing their mission that they were tasked with? It's hard I'm, to know. I would love to see Claudia walk in at breakfast and be like, well, the traitors were meant to murder in plain sight last night, but they did not complete their mission. Oh yeah. That would be and then lit. they'll all go crazy thinking, hang on. And also, did Diane take that, pour it into her glass and like, did she hand it to someone else? Like, we don't know I, what happened. I would love if the episode opens with like her about to hold it to her lips, then turn around, look at Miles dead in the eye and go, you traitor and fuck it in his face. Or oh she's about to hold it to her lips and she's like, I'm not drinking this shite and just walks out of the room, gets in her Jeep and goes back to the travel lodge. Oh, I hope she doesn't drink it. Same. Or and that it's too does, late. If she does, I hope that there is a twist within a twist that the traitors don't know about, which we yeah. will talk about in our thoughts and theories that someone has cleverly um, posted about. And I'm I'm here for it if that is the case. We'll oh my have God, them that's next. so exciting. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Okay, Brendan, thoughts and theories now. What's going on? What's everyone saying? 
Um, yes, okay, let's start with some of your voice notes that you have very kindly sent to us uh, on our website, shrinepodcasts.com. Uh, first up, Sarah has an issue with the gals. Hi, guys. Um, long-time listener, first-time caller, absolutely loving the podcast. Um, my biggest gripe with this season, and it's just driving me demented, is how utterly useless the girls are. They are as thick as shit. I cannot cope. Um, genuinely believe that that charlotte and evie and jasmine like are just dumbing down the faithfuls um jasmine's obsession with anthony on the platform i mean i need to watch that back what the hell did he do that was so different (laughs) to how he was for the rest of the season and i mean she would not let it go it was just like oh god get over it um charlotte and her just obsession absolutely wetting herself over paul constantly is just a bit cringe at this stage when evie like pounced on harry after he voted for johnny to comfort him i was like girls will you have a chat with yourselves claudia needs to bring them into the room and just say listen bitches you are on a tv show called the traitors will you cop on um and even queen diana r.i.p Yes, she was very confident and very scary. But at the end of the day, she was talking through her arse. (laughs) So I just really hope there's an improvement on like the females at the round table and just in general. And they all sort of remember the nature of the show that they're in. Please, God. Oh, my God, Sarah. You really feel I'm howling. That's so funny. But she's not wrong, actually. Do you know what yeah, I love, I, guys? Yeah, I'd love if we got to see the the clip, a flashback clip of Anthony at the train station. I just because I just don't remember. I'd love. I know they don't really do that, but I'd love mm. to have seen the way they keep talking about that. Yeah. Um, maybe the girls are speaking up more, um, but we're not seeing it because of the edit. But also, I think that the the faithfuls are just being played by the traitors too well. That's just the problem. It's not even like a girls or boys situation. I think the faithful just together collectively. Mm. the the people who are speaking out are getting killed and it's it's really it do they not see that it's obvious but maybe mm. it isn't when you're in there you know that when way you're in there yeah yeah, nah. yeah um here is emma on diane's face oh my god the end of that episode i can't believe we might lose our queen diane i can't believe it i don't wonder i don't want her to die i can't cope i am in complete denial that she might be murdered <laughs> but i do think there is a chance that she's survived. I think she might have given the chance to somebody else, which I would actually love to see as a different twist. But I also think she might have just looked at the chalice and completely denied it because I made a note of looking at all of the glasses in the last few minutes of the episode and they're all quite modern, quite standard, like just generic glasses. None of them look like the chalice and I think Diane is a very smart woman and she would look at the chalice and go, something's not right, I'm not going to take it. And just on a personal level, like the chalice looked very dirty, it looked rusty, it looked old. (laughs) It didn't look very hygienic. Like if somebody offered that to me, I'd be like, no, no, thank you. Or I would pour it into a different cup. So I'm hoping that there is a chance that that's what Diane's done because I need her to survive. I need her to keep going. I think even if she does survive this murder, I think chances are she will be the next one to be killed off. But just for her to stay for one more episode, I would be thrilled with. Um... Love the podcast, guys. Bye. That's a very fair point. If you're Brilliant. in a game called The Traitors and you know that, it, like, you know, you watched last season, there was the kiss of death. If you're drinking out of clear glasses all night and then somebody suddenly offers you this, like, black glass chalice, you're kind of going to be like, that's a bit weird. Yeah, absolutely. Especially so late in the night and you're like, oh, I don't even want that glass of rosé now. I'm grand sure the, the clock's chiming I'm grand I'm going to bed but also wouldn't it be such a shame and I think we all feel this way if Diane does get murdered and she's gone and we don't get the Ross and Diane reveal that we've all been hoping for it would just be so Devo we'd all be Devo that we don't get to see that play out on TV with the two of them there yeah um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't, I'm dying to see if she puts it to her lips, if she doesn't, what happens, if it was too late. Yeah, like really, really dying to find out what happens to Diane. Um, okay, so up next, we have another voice note from uh, Kean from Sissy That Pod. Now listen to this, Kean's got some info, right, about how one of the traitors from last season was found out. I was reading an article in the Metro with Tom from season one, who was the magician guy. 
and he was talking about how the group found out that Alyssa was a traitor and apparently they were doing uh, impressions of Claudia Winkleman and when it came to Alyssa to do an impression she said hello traitors <laughs> and then the whole group were like we've never heard her say that and then it was pretty clear that Alyssa was a traitor and they all voted her out that's why it felt so sudden last season so there's obviously this rationale that the group has that they don't show us which makes sense because there's like so many conversations and they can only show us so much so I think at the moment the group have kind of like agreed that whoever the three traitors were because they probably think there's three there was at least one man and at least one woman and then the third one was is kind of up for grabs so I think they're like okay we definitely have confirmed a woman and now they're looking for at least one man because that's why all the people who are being suspected are men at the table um, the last two nights <clears throat> and that one woman has been mentioned as a suspect or anything like that so I think that's why they are doing that and that's why the traders are killing women because they know the women are safe from banishment at the moment because the group are just looking for men so I think that's what's going on at the moment I really hope Diane isn't gone but I mean what other way for a mum to go out than having some sparkling rosé <laughs> what a legend what a queen I can't wait to see her on other reality shows in the future um, oh. but who knows maybe she last minute passed the rosé off to somebody else I actually love knowing that that's how Alyssa was caught last year that's Same. so oh funny oh my god amazing and so I thank you for that I just love the voice notes so much yeah, yeah the voice I notes love them. are great uh, thank you so much for all your voice notes you can send them to us uh, on our website shrinepodcast.com um, okay to your emails shrinepod at gmail.com Tommy D says um, I just don't think Diane's murdered surely the editors of the Traitors wouldn't leave the Friday episode on such an obvious cliffhanger maybe it's just wishful thinking on my part but I would love to hear your thoughts what do you think? Do you think she's a goner? I did at the start. And now the more I think about it, I'm like, that glamorous woman didn't drink out of that cup. It looked like it came out of one of the graves. So I'm not sure now. <laughs> and there was an edit in the coming soon. But Paul, it's Paul saying to someone and he's like, come on, man. But I was like frantically writing my notes. And I thought it was Ross saying, come on, mum. And I was like, oh, she's still in it. So I don't know. I hope as much as I want her to go out because of Fizzy Rose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also yeah, yeah. want her to stay in, but it's 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 iconic, isn't it? So yeah. what do you guys think? Um, I don't I, know. I'm really hoping yeah. there's a twist. Yeah, same. And I, I think that it, the big thing is that her son's in there and we're not going to get that big reveal if she is gone. I just think there's more to Diane's story. And even if she's gone as a faithful is she the one that's going to return at that funeral or something i i just don't think this is the last of diane i just don't i don't think so i, I don't think not. they would have put her and her son in there i know they can't control the game the producers and all but they surely they can sway the traitors a little bit sometimes yeah, they to can know yourself sort of yeah, yeah. Uh, well Pete says i really hope miles had somebody else already drink from the chalice before diane and he was just trying to double bluff by having others subsequently drink from it too uh, we can only live in hope also i really hope it was just the edit that the traitors weren't as bad at trying to hide the truth as Prince Charles as for his love of Camilla. So basically what Pete is saying here is when the traitors were trying to obviously discuss who they were going to murder in plain sight, they did about as good a job of it as uh, Prince Charles did hiding his love for Camilla when he's with Which Diana. was screaming it into Diana's face yeah. and making her just agree to it, basically. Um, another email from Matthew Williamson who says, uh, where to start with poor Diane's likely demise? Trying to look at the bright side and think that murder by Fizzy Rose is just the iconic exit she deserves and in that gorge turquoise blazer to boot as well. Yeah, in her little Aer Lingus uniform. I loved it. Um, a DM on Insta. We're at Shrine Pod. Joanne Hardcastle, who, Joanne is the person who was on uh, yesterday about the kitchen sink and the little kind of dip in the island so Joanne says surely it's got to be the woman with the fizzy rosé in the chalice um, Diane who's gone and then um, Joanne is also like there was a pineapple in the hole with a toaster tonight can't wait for next week Sorry, um, that just made me think of like they really, really need to invent like a camp modernized version of Cluedo. Imagine being like it was Diane with a fizzy rose and the chalice in the absolutely in the ensuite. I did I am I making this up? Did I see somebody on Instagram had a traitor's board game at Christmas? Yes, because oh. the game is based on a board game. Now I don't know oh. if they've reboxed it and they've got like Wilf and stuff on right. the box. It's not called the Traders, but it's there is a board game that is essentially the premise of this. Which guys, please play with me one night. I'd love it oh, so yeah. much. Um, and that's kind of where this came okay. from. Okay, oh my yeah. god, we need to play guys. That. If Diane does go, her first brand deal has to be with Whispering Angel. Like, 
the woman has Imagine to. Her in the hat. Sign her up for the newsy. Yeah. <laughs> mm. um, your tweets at Ryan Pod. Rachel Beacon says, I think Paul's made a mistake by approaching Jazz about what Harry told him. Think he went in too strong, emotionally blackmailing him into agreeing he doesn't think he's a traitor. If Jazz told everyone that at the round table, it could be Paul's downfall. And I'd say it probably will be as well. Um, Anna G says, I kind of wish either Diane or Ross had been a traitor because watching them try to argue to save the other one without revealing that they're related would be great. Or imagine if one of them purposefully banished or murdered the other, it would be TV gold. I'm still hoping that that, like, you know, if Diane doesn't drink out of the chalice, that that could still happen. So say if Diane doesn't drink out of the chalice, Paul gets either, yeah, Paul gets banished then Miles and Harry maybe need to recruit if they recruited Diane or Ross and they yeah. were both still in. I would love and to see imagine, that. Imagine if Diane ha- is enlisted to become a traitor and she tells them, oh, Ross is my son. Let's, uh, you know, get him to yeah. plant this seed or whatever without him knowing. It would be unbelievable. Yeah. Also, in this episode, we did see a moment of Diane saying, you know, that she doesn't know about Ross and, you know, she's a little bit sus about whether yeah. Ross- Why is that in there if she's going to just be killed off? Uh-huh. True, very true. Uh, Carrie, do, yeah, sorry, go on, Hannah. They do this thing where they, on the visualized podcast, they show the banished people uh, finding out who the traders are. So I, I just wonder is the only reason they put that in to maybe build drama for that moment when she finds out it's not her son. But I, I yeah, I'd love that kind of tension. A, a, a small family feud. Mm, that yeah, I'd love one of them to be made a traitor, yeah. Uh, Carrie D says, um, no, sorry, Carrie says, D does drink from the chalice, but it's after midnight, so it doesn't count. As a punishment for the traitors, they have to choose for one of them to leave, but because they can't murder each other, they call it something else, like, a, a, like an elimination. Okay. It's going to be a twist. Guys, yeah, I just had a thought idea. there. I just had a thought there um, about what you just said about the the visualized po- the visualized podcast that the BBC are doing. Um, why, or maybe we have because we aren't able to watch it because it's not in the uh, available to us in Ireland. But have they spoken about or shown any of the banished um, slash murdered contestants finding out that Diane and Ross are related? Have oh, they I shown any of that? I don't know if they've. That's told what I want to know. That. Can someone let us mm. know? Because if they haven't, that makes me think that this isn't the last of Diane at all with that storyline. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I just feel like if they're showing them who the traitors are, have they? Maybe they have spoken about that. Maybe that's. It's just me thinking. I'm like, hmm. Anyway. Uh, someone called Cuz tweeted to say maybe this is coping with Diane's loss but I have a theory the poison will convert faithful to traitor in Othello the book that they opened to get the chalice there was no literal poison used instead symbolically described Lego poisoning Othello's mind to change him well there's someone who's read their shaken spear mm, guys this is my favourite this is my favourite thought now I've never read Othello I don't have a clue but Not a clue. imagine if it is murder in plain sight and actually the traitors don't realise that whoever they choose is going to become a traitor. Also in Macbeth, guys, you've got the three witches. They're a big part of it. And obviously we've got the three traitors. And you said, Rebecca, they were like around a cauldron. And this fair episode, is foul yeah, I think and foul those, is fair. This is their queen. So I think they were all, those books were picked for a reason. So we could definitely look into those a little bit more. What was the third one? Do we know? Because it was Othello, Macbeth. And <laughs> it was a trilogy one. of some sort. Hamlet, I think so. Yeah, Hamlet is the ghost and the dad and the, the, the ghost dad drama Jesus in a castle. Guys, I couldn't tell you. I did Macbeth. Mm. I don't know. To be like or not others. to be, that's all I know. Sides <laughs> <laughs> of it. James Walker says, so maybe actually the chalice was the traitors recruiting someone unbeknownst to them. Are we clutching a gay straws to deny our loss here? Or could there be something in this? Well, James, you're not the only person to think along those lines. So potentially, Diane could be recruited... Or maybe she won't drink out of it. I'm still hoping that she'll just fuck it in Miles' face and be like, how dare you try to murder me? Um, Double H tweeted to say, loved how involved Claudia was in the mission. She's the absolute queen of the castle. She got so, like, ahead up when people were going to be caught by the light. Like, she was just screaming at them. And uh, loads and loads and loads of messages. Thank you for all of your DMs, your tweets, your Instas, your emails for Jazz. Um, including one from Elaine who says Jazz is my new hero there was a lot of praise for Jazz in um, your thoughts and theories uh, for this episode so thank you so much for all of those 
Oh, thank you so much. Um, I can't believe we have to wait uh, so many days to find out what happens to our Queen Diane. Um, but is it in Wednesday, the meantime, Thursday, Friday next week, Reb? What yeah. say, hon? Is it? It's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday yes. next week again. Because remember yeah. last year they used to change the days slightly. Well, it was each all week. over the shop. You had no all idea what it was on. Have you missed Wednesday, that Thursday, Friday? Grant. Yeah, so um, I was having a look this morning because I obviously fell asleep a bit last night and I had to go back and watch some of it. But it's actually good because I was wide awake and alert this morning when I looked at my little Virgin Media box and I could see the little preview for next week's episode. There's a line or two. Will I read it to you? Go on. Okay. Um, so it says on on my box and probably on everyone's box... Um, <laughs> For season two, episode seven. Jesus, I can't believe it's episode seven already. So the description says, as the traitors complete their biggest challenge yet, the castle is rocked forever by the murderous clan's actions when another faithful faces their death. Now, those three words, faces their death. We have heard hmm. uh, from a very good source that the cliffhanger on Wednesday's episode is something to behold. Now, we have no idea what happens, but if we thought that the Diane Ross reveal was jaw-dropping, apparently what happens, and we did say yesterday that Claudia said she left one of the round tables physically shaking, something happens in the round table on Wednesday that ends on a cliffhanger that we're going to be screaming for. We don't know what did it we, is though. Did we hear that as in oh my God. us three? Us three, we heard this. Mm-hmm. Did we hear that off? We'll never reveal I'll our tell source. you in a second. You've already read it, Beth. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, me. anyway, I just, yeah, I thought She's that was interesting. <laughs> traitor. Um, yeah, so biggest challenge yet and Castle Rocked Forever. So yes, I would say Claudia Winkleman will be shaking as uh, will we as well. That is it from us. Thank you so much for all your DMs, emails, comments, voice notes. We love your insights and your humour. It makes this show even better. The show is excellent, but it, the thoughts and theories are just on point. Um, and please do keep them coming into us at ShrinePod ShrinePod at gmail.com and ShrinePodcast.com Now if you are enjoying the podcast you can support us on Patreon.com forward slash ShrinePod and we would really appreciate you know if you could follow us on Spotify don't you follow on Apple as well and leave yeah. us a nice review because we need your lads, review. we have no reviews since we did Feckin' Line of Juicy Season whatever uh, Will reason you review us please? We'd really appreciate that to know I agree because I didn't realise how outdated the reviews were and I've actually been shocked all week. So if you all just wouldn't mind, put the kettle on and while it's boiling, just do a review. Absolutely. Um, we we are very excited for next week. We know that something big is about to happen and we hope that you have a stunning weekend in the meantime and have a sip of fizzy rosé or fosé in Hannah's case. Ta-ta! Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 